from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, what, January the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're also convinced the checks and balances put in place by the founding fathers were one of the great, brilliant solutions of restoration we have. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Folks, the um, what forensic uh, suicide expert? says Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. More evidence coming out. Listen to this. Let me show you Epstein's eyes. Again, these are his eyes after his passing. And these areas right here, these little hemorrhages, tiny little blood splots. What do these particular hemorrhages, these burst blood vessels tell you? Why is it a red flag? (laughs) In a hanging, the arteries and the uh, blood vessels, uh, the veins. veins, are both clogged off and the person is uh, pale. The face is They're pale. They're suffocated so no blood goes up there. That's right. No so, blood coming in or out. So you don't get with, this. With a, a manual strangulation, there's a backup of uh, pressure and the little yeah. uh, capillaries uh, can rupture and they're best seen in the eye. There you have it. A very scary situation. Ladies and gentlemen, because the government told you it was an open and shut case. Hey, we don't know how he wasn't being monitored properly, but he committed suicide. End of story. The problem is now they lost the video outside the cell. They found it. They lost it. They deleted it. Who knows what's going on? And now we've got a serious problem on our hands. New Jeffrey Epstein autopsy provides more evidence pointing to homicide. Yeah, Fox News with the details. Dr. Uh, I think you say his name, Baden, uh, basically says a forensic, a forensic pathologist claims Jeffrey Epstein was likely murdered because he had burst capillaries in his eyes. That alone should reopen the investigation. The family not buying the story that he committed suicide like the government wants you to believe. The good Sheriff Richard Mack with us to break that down. Uh, the idea that it isn't, isn't top news, the idea that they're not doing anything, uh, in my opinion, to um, open the case on this, tells the story, Sheriff. Yeah, it really does. I mean, look at all the uh, investigations that the FBI is doing against, uh, is it Roger Stone, Roger uh, what was his name that you got? You knew him very well, he had him on his show. Roger Steele, Roger Stone. Yeah, Roger Stone. Stone. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they conduct investigations because people lied to the FBI. I mean, there's an earth-shattering crime for you. Uh, why don't we arrest the FBI every time they lie to the American people or lie about investigation or lie about killing people at Waco or lie about killing Vicki Weaver? Um, it's, it's astonishing what we go after. And then this the, – I'm telling you, Sam – uh, I have never handled an. Uh, well, yes, I have. <laughs> I take that back. 
I have handled a strangulation where a guy committed suicide in my jail. And uh, I also have seen this where people have tried to do it. What they do is they find a place that they can uh, hook a sheet to something that will hold that, and then they sit down, but they their rear end is staying off the floor. It is an asphyxiation um, and a little bit of a strangulation, but it, it does nothing that can cause those bones to break uh, behind the larynx. And, and so it's, it's ridiculous that, especially with a man that was already on suicide watch, that, they, that this would happen to. And then you have to look at the people. This is, this is the scenario, Sam, and it's absolutely true. Jeffrey Epstein had some of the biggest people in the world going to his sex uh, parties or his illegal, underage sex rapes. And being that, everybody knows that in order to get himself out of trouble and out of prison and a very lengthy life in prison, that he would have turned for the government. Now that same government is covering all this up. So we're now talking about the, the largest and most in a, in, in intricate uh, worldwide secret combinations that are involved in this. And there is no way that uh, this investigation has been done properly. And there, I'm telling you, Sam, if anybody was ever on suicide watch in my jail, he would not have been allowed one-tenth of the, of the material that Epstein had inside his prison cell. And especially no cords, no electrical cords whatsoever. Yet he had all of that. All right, you ready for the next and headline from he Fox? And, and yeah, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Surveillance video from Epstein's first suicide attempt erased Fox News Where's the Donald when you need him sir Where's the new Me Too movement when you need him sir Yeah no kidding What the heck's going on around here You got to leave it to Fox and Sam Bushman to report I mean look the family hired this pre- uh, forensic pathologist because they said we don't believe what we're being told by the government now it turns out that video got deleted. First it was lost, then it was found, then it got deleted. And you go, what? And then he attempted suicide, and then they literally left him alone. And then the folks on duty somehow fudged the logs and never went in like they were supposed to. Or uh, It doesn't add up. The lower-level folks are being, uh, in my opinion, um, left holding the bag here while the real story is not being told. But nobody's challenging this in the government. I don't see it hitting mainstream. Fox is reporting on it a little bit. But I don't see anybody doing anything to move. This should eclipse the impeachment, in my opinion. You literally have a suicide claim by your government and a murder claim by a forensic pathologist, not to mention the video being deleted surrounding it and everything else, going on um, with one of the most high-profile cases in America. But here's the point. Forget Jeff. He's dead. What about everybody else connected to this case that has a motive to cover it up? Bill Clinton, for starters. Okay, are we going to look into this, or are we not? And if Donald doesn't do something, Donald is silent on so many issues, it shocks me right now. Yeah, it does me too. And, um, you know, I could see, I can see him being a little bit uh, 
discombobulated because of the impeachment. But he knows the impeachment's nothing. The impeachment's helping him. So he should be spending more time on uh, the real issues facing his administration. And, and, and I'm telling you, Sam, another thing. If you run a jail and your videos aren't working, that is an immediate and absolute emergency to get those back on. You can not, not if you want to basically say we don't have the video of Jeff. Then it's not an emergency at all, sir. Exactly. I mean, there's too many things lining up there, Sam. Uh, uh, just ridiculous. If they thought he was suicidal in any way. Hey, I just want to stop you and say you're a whacked out conspiracy nut. I want to move to the fact that the first woman has been hired in, in, in leadership in baseball now. Oh, good grief. Yeah, do you know that? The first woman, she's she got rock yeah, and roll. I, I, she's I, I, in, buddy. I thought she was going to be uh, the coach of the team, the manager, because she said that, oh, the first major league baseball coach. And I saw that she was an assistant, so I don't you know, I really don't care. Well, I know, but there's a glass ceiling there, so you can't make her the coach yet. you got to break the ice <laughs> yeah. a little bit. What do you think of all this, Kurt? Well, you know, what I wanted to ask. Is to report all this and dig in? What I wanted to ask you guys is when you first heard of the guy dying, didn't you think this is what happened? I didn't know what happened, but I thought it was phony. I thought it was a, a concern for sure. When I say I didn't know what happened, meaning I had hoped that the local jailer people there might be honorable and might say we got a problem on our hands. And we may never get to the bottom of who done it kind of stuff, but at least somebody would be honest somewhere. But the only people being honest, uh, as far as I can tell, is this pathologist and uh, the media that's forcing the details like, hey, the videos were deleted. I don't see anything coming from the government, even all the way down to the jail. You would think that the lead jailer and a few people might be honest in this case. I would hope for that because the bottom line is I'm getting zero trust within the system on this one now. When you literally uh, force Hammond Bundy to be in jail for two years, Sheriff, and then at the end, they tase his attorney in court, and Ammon Bundy goes completely free. He did nothing wrong, says a jury, and the judge says the FBI is criminal. And then you see this? I'm losing trust in the whole darn thing, sir. Yeah, and and um, I can't remember that guy's name, the attorney for Ammon that got tased. He's been Marcus Mumford, and, sir. Mumford, yeah. He's been sanctioned. He got in trouble for that. Yeah, shut him down, buddy. He's not even able to practice law in Oregon anymore. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're tased by the guys in yeah, court, I mean, he, you you can see why you'd get in trouble. What, I mean. what, what I've seen the video. <laughs> he was simply demanding that his client uh, be taken care of properly. Hold on, his innocent law. client, sir. Proven innocent in court by not only the Marcus Mumford crack yeah. attorney, but by a jury, sir. What more do you want than innocence like that? Yeah. And then they were holding Ammon. Because the authorities in Nevada supposedly wanted him, and they said the paperwork was downstairs and all that was a lie. They said, okay, bring us the paperwork. Well, you got to go downstairs to get it. Uh, and it was a lie. It didn't exist. And so here he gets, uh, I mean, the guys that tased Mumford should be prosecuted. Yeah, but we don't have any accountability. Donald's too busy telling you that, hey, they shouldn't impeach him, see? Yeah. About to go to war. But don't worry, Stuart Rhodes is in Virginia, baby. Hang tight. The good sheriff, Richard Mack. Kurt Crosby and yours truly, breaking it down on your radio. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic Friday, by the way. As 
a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com. Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. more to say on this sheriff i just think it's a shame and i don't see anything being done and the bottom line is i'm losing so much faith in america right now to where i don't, I don't know what really to think or to do peaceful restoration becomes less likely the more we can't trust the system and the more rogue agents become sir well sam uh i, I don't just question trump on this i i question also the attorney general obviously but i question nancy pelosi and adam shift and uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, and all the Republicans, and Mitt Romney. Where's Mitt Romney on this? Uh, I mean, I, he's such a milquetoast, do-nothing senator uh, that I can't even believe Utah, uh, anybody in Utah is supporting this guy. Uh, he's he's a nice-looking man, uh, and he comes across uh, well when he speaks usually, but some of the things he has said are so stupid uh, that it makes you wonder uh, if if he's turning senile. Uh, but uh, I, I, where's Mike Lee? Uh, where's uh, Rand Paul? Uh, Rand Paul still is the only one in the Senate that really comes out boldly uh, on key issues and and principles. But I still don't see him talking about uh, Epstein and and. Uh, I totally believe this was a murder. And the problem is, this is this is not about Epstein. This is not about a single man Epstein. No, this is about sex trafficking globally with ties to politicians, wealthy men and women, ties to uh, all kinds of governments breaking laws to allow this to occur. I mean, this is a massive scandal. Jeffrey might have been at the center of it. 
but somebody probably has had to take his place to keep the thing running, number one. And number two, um, even if Jeff's gone and it's on hold right now, what about all the cash, all the people, all the governments, all the high-level officials uh, tied to this that need to be exposed if we're ever going to shut this down? Where the heck is the Me Too movement, buddy? Yeah, where, where is where is anybody that says that uh, they're against worldwide sex trafficking and human trafficking? Where are all those people? Where are the politicians? Where are the police? Where are... I don't know, man. I, I'm just telling you, it is very, very, very strange. All right, I'm going to move to another topic because, you know, we can only do so much on the radio about topics, but I'm, I'm bringing it up because you need to know what's happening in the case, and I'm bringing it up to try to push for more. I wish I had greater influence to even make a greater difference. Yesterday, we had our guest on, Mr. Stuart Rhodes. He's the founder and president of Oath Keepers. They call themselves Guardians of the Republic. Oathkeepers.org doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Virginia Democratic Governor Northam will declare, or I guess he did declare an emergency, as militias prepared to march on uh, Virginia. Now, the gun grab in Virginia would spark the next Civil War rights Infowars. Of course, these rules don't apply to the armed government state employees who will confront the protesters. With a massive protest just a couple of days away, All eyes are on Virginia. They say warning of violence before Virginia rally, New York Times. And um, so this is serious, serious business, Sheriff. Well, now it turns out we hear Antifa might be there. Virginia groups um, are saying that Democrats want violence to disrupt and to smear gun control patriots. Paul Bennett writes the piece. We're talking about from fringe to force, how a gun rights activist made his mark. Uh, Anyway, this is a huge, huge story. Before you comment, though, I've got even the next statement on this. In addition to Antifa being there now, uh, the governor declares a gun-free zone in the Capitol where they were going to have the event. So now others are saying, well, let's just take our protest to the streets. That infinitely widens the venue, infinitely leaves it to... Oh, a lot harder to prevent bad actors from going rogue. And it's a big, big problem, in my opinion. But now the headline says West Virginia invites Second Amendment sanctuary counties from neighboring Virginia to secede and join their state. So let me say this again. West Virginia says, hey, you know what? If your governor's that rogue and you can't stand it, why don't you just, as counties, secede and join West Virginia? So, you know what? There's all kinds of crazy claims going on. Uh, I don't know how bad this will get. I don't know if it'll be the next Charlottesville or if uh, everybody will take a page out of the playbook of you need to calm down, Taylor Swift, if you will. Time will tell. The writing's on the wall. We've only got but short days to find out. What's your take with those latest twists, Sheriff? Well, I'm the one, uh, or at least I'm one of them, that says to calm down. Uh, I I think uh, it's overblown uh, by Alex Jones. I don't think we should be using the term civil war. Uh, I, I don't think it's that. I think you, we have a horrible governor doing some horrible things, and he definitely is a criminal. I got um, an interview yesterday about that uh, out of the... Well, I don't know if she sounded like she was in Atlanta, but she sure is covering the thing in uh, Virginia. And uh, so uh, 
we talked about all of this, and I said the one that's causing the problem here where there's going to be violence is the governor. Yeah, well, the yep. change is the governor declaring this a, quote, gun-free zone in the Capitol. Hey, we're going to ban firearms. He's forcing it to go to the streets because most folks, uh, and this was compared to the Ammon Bundy Ranch where they created cages for the um, advocates of the right to keep and bear arms, the defenders of Bundy, uh, now they're creating a big, quote, capital cage that they want everybody to go into. And the Patriots are saying, I won't go into that gun-free zone where there's one way in, one way out. Charlottesville was a slaughter. We're not doing that again. We'll just take it to the streets. Well, that infinitely ups the ante, though. Yeah, that, that's uh, for sure. And, uh, Sam, this this whole thing, though, uh and she says, well, what would you tell the governor to do, you know? And, and I say, well, first of all, he needs to pull back, thinking that he can confiscate guns. Uh, it violates about half of all the Bill of Rights that he has sworn to uphold. And I said, why is it that the Second Amendment doesn't mean anything? It's the supreme law of the land. Then go and check the Virginia Constitution, which he is also required to protect and defend. And I said, they're both very strong. And I, sat, and I said, the Virginia Constitution, I haven't read this one in a while, but I'll bet you $100 that it is stronger than the federal Constitution, that you have to, as, an, as a public official, protect the right of everybody in your county who is a law-abiding citizen to keep and bear arms. So I have a question. Doesn't the sheriff have an obligation to arrest the governor for the violation of the law? You can't create a gun ban in the Capitol, can you, by, by executive fiat? Well, they can't arrest him because he is the, execu- he is the chief executive of, this, of the state. Yeah, but he violated the law. He controls that building. So he could, it, it's like, uh, it's, well, he, he is the chief executive of that. So yeah, but the Constitution of the state says that you have the right to keep and bear arms. He can't just deny that right, can he? Right, but which sheriff would do it? Well, the only one that would obey the but supreme law of the land. It would only apply to the sheriff of that uh, of that county. The, correct. A building is located. That's right. But is yeah. But you know, the, one that's not going to happen. I'm talking principle though here. Hey, the I uh, am too. the executive has no authority to violate the constitution within his state. I don't care if he's the top man in the land or not. He's not carte blanche king here. No, I understand that, and I agree. But he, uh, you know, he could say. Uh, you can't bring him to my home. And I know he doesn't own the Capitol building, but he is in charge of it. So saying that, no sheriff is going to really get too upset about that because we don't have to go there with our gun. But, you know. Oh, All right, so we'll just take to the streets instead then. Don't get me wrong. Because this guy is a criminal. Every time I said that, the reporter said, well, isn't that inflammatory and making people think? I mean, I said, he is. I said he is violating the law. It is so obvious. So if he's a criminal and he's violating the law, should he be arrested for that? Well, yeah, I told her he should be. I told her on that interview that he should be. I don't know who would be the one to do it. I would love to see it be. uh, Well, if the sheriff won't take his responsibility, then it should be uh, Donald's team to do it, shouldn't it? uh, I would I would really say that. And and I'm not trying to be flippant, and I'm not trying to just violate all the laws here, but what I'm saying is, where are the checks and balances is the real point of this discussion. Well, the the checks and balances uh, are uh, gone a long time ago, and and you mentioned that at the beginning of your show. Uh, What I want is I want this. Uh, I would really like to see the sheriff's 
uh, come out a little bit stronger now and uh, put the governor uh, on notice that we will not uh, we will not just not cooperate and not enforce, but we are not going to allow this to happen. We will stand in the way. We will interpose. If we have to put uh, posse members, just as Sheriff Jenkins has suggested, if we have to put posse members in front of every home of a person who owns a an assault rifle or a rifle that you don't like, we will do it. And we're not going to allow this uh, illegal confiscation against the Fourth, Fifth, and Second Amendment to happen in our county. Well, and I submit the reason that it's gone off the rails and become so fraught with rhetoric and the ante keeps going up is because the sheriffs haven't stood up like they should to tamp it down and calm it down. The checks and balances are failing in Virginia. West Virginia says, well, why don't you county secede and join us? getting crazy over there, folks. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The trial itself won't begin till Tuesday, but that impeachment trial of President Trump in the Senate got underway yesterday with the swearing in of all members by U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. At this time, I will administer the oath to all senators in the chamber in conformance with Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6 of the Constitution and the Senate's impeachment rules. It turns out 11 American troops were injured in Iran's missile attacks on two bases in Iraq that house U.S. soldiers recently, despite the Pentagon saying initially that there were no American casualties. The U.S.-led coalition now says in a statement that those service members were taken to Germany and Kuwait for medical treatment, mostly of concussions. There were no American deaths in those strikes. This is USA Radio News. We're already into a new year, and according to TransUnion's annual consumer credit forecast, the consumer credit market looks strong. Matt Comos, TransUnion's vice president of research and consulting. The U.S. consumer is as strong as ever, and we expect more of the same this year. More consumers are securing loans and increasing their balances in a measured way, all while maintaining historically low delinquency rates, low unemployment rates, Continued wage growth and an overall sound economy are making this positive performance hold true. Are there trends to watch for this year? TransUnion's trends to watch are credit card performance staying strong, personal loans stabilizing, auto lenders continuing at a steady pace, and first-time homebuyers leading mortgage activity. The U.S. consumer credit market has grown every year since the Great Recession in 2009, marking one of the longest economic expansions in U.S. history. There's more at TransUnion.com. That's TransUnion.com. Microsoft pledging to clear the air of all of the carbon it's ever emitted. The tech giant announcing it's going to go carbon negative by 2030 and that by 2050 it will have removed from the environment all the carbon the company's ever emitted, either directly or by electrical consumption, since it was founded in 1975. New New York Mets manager Carlos Beltran is manager no more, parting ways with the team over his role in the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal. Mets GM Brody Van Wagenen saying it was clear that it wasn't in anyone's interest to keep him on. There were mistakes that that, uh, that he recognized as a leader, as a player. It was clear 
how challenging it was going to be for him to effectively manage the team. Beltran himself saying he didn't want to be a distraction. Boston Red Sox manager Alex Cora also fired because he was a bench manager for the Astros during that season. And you're listening to USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, so we can say that we need to calm down. We can say that it's a simple issue, but you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. Is this going to be the next Charlottesville on Monday? Time will tell in Virginia. West Virginia is saying, hey, counties, you don't like your governor? Why don't you just secede and join us? And, you know, these sound like just belligerent rhetoric rants. But you know what? This isn't the end of this. In other words, it'll just go to the next community. It was Charlottesville, then it's Virginia, then it's... The question is, what's next, Sheriff? That, that really is a $10,000 question, and and I think comparing it to Charlottesville is pretty accurate. But I don't think comparing it to the next Civil War, or even inviting that it's going to be the next Civil War, I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate to suggest it'll be the next Civil War or inviting that it is, but I do think it's appropriate to say, hey, what will the next skirmish be? You started with, really, in my opinion, the Bundy Ranch. The government literally said, if you want your First Amendment, you better be in a cage. Then they basically said, we're going to you know, point guns at you. And then, well, when we call them on it, they lie and say, we didn't point guns at anybody. And then the militia, the American people come to defend their patriot brothers. And, well, now they're the bad guys. And, well, finally, we get a peaceful stand down. Then, uh, you know, you get the Ammon Bundy scenario up in Oregon. The Malheur Wildlife Refuge. Then you get Charlottesville. Uh, then you get Virginia. So I don't think it's Civil War time by any stretch of the imagination. I certainly don't want to advocate for that by any means. But I do want to say, <laughs> are these skirmishes just going to get more and more and more and more bold until people start taking off the gloves? I pray that doesn't happen. But unless a different response uh, occurs, I see nothing but an escalation every single time from the courtrooms where Marcus Mumford got tased to the courtrooms where the judge says the FBI flat out lied and withheld exculpatory evidence to Virginia right now. When maybe this isn't the deal, but but what's going to happen? I just see nothing but a continual ratcheting up every time. No, I agree with that. And uh, we, we've got to look at all of that. And it, it really is scary that this governor is getting away with so much. Uh, and uh, you would think that uh, he would have already been uh, getting so much heat uh, from his people within and within the legislative body there and from the Republican Party and from the president of the United States that his next move would be impossible. And that well, and, and Ammon Bundy said, what are we to do? Uh, Stuart Rhodes and others are saying we're not going into that massive cage, gun-free zone. We're not doing that. Now, Donald Trump promised to get rid of gun-free zones first day. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the federal ones, he can. The state ones, it'll be a little bit more difficult for him. But uh, he definitely should be standing against this and letting the guy know, we're not going to allow you to do this. Uh, yeah. We will join the sheriffs of Virginia. Uh, in making sure this is not allowed. I mean, what an easy statement that is. All right. Anyway, there you have it. It's just shocking. And I don't want to call it a civil war yet or even hint that it might be. I pray that it doesn't escalate to that. But my point is, every time I see nothing but a, but a bigger deal, when one state to, says to another state, you know, I know it's a joke, maybe it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but when does it become serious? Why don't you just have your county secede and join our state then? I mean, have you ever heard that before? 
Have I ever heard? Have you ever heard one state say to another state, "Hey, if your if your governor's out of control, man, your chief executive's kind of a thug snake, and he's trying to steal your guns. Why don't you just have your counties leave your state and join my state?" You ever heard that before? No, no, of course not. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about, though. You can say it's rhetoric, and right now, certainly it is. It's kind of funny in a way. But I don't. I it has to stay the kind of on the funny side because. It would need legislative approval of Maybe. Virginia. Maybe. What if the sheriff and all the people just say we're not part of your state anymore? Uh, I, that would be a bold move. I'd love to see it. And then what's going to happen? Ahead. Now two states are going to battle. Hey, will the real county owner please stand up? Well. And then all we got to do is we got to say, why don't we just have swords and we can have the two governors just have a uh, a sword fight. What do they call those things? A duel. A duel. And we'll just see whose county it really is then now. Yeah. And then all we got to do is fill the stadium so everybody can watch. And it'll just be, you know, blood and circus and we're off to the races, right? Yeah, but the, the, the bottom line on that is I, I appreciate everybody. Stuart Rhodes, Oath Keepers, everybody that's going, Gun Owners of America, the sheriffs, everybody who's trying to do one thing, and that is when government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people. It is their duty to throw off such government and establish new guards. Yeah, so can the county just say, hey, Governor, you're out of control. We're out of your state, buddy. We're going to just go ahead and secede and join a new state, man. Yeah, uh, well, you definitely need the county commissioners and the people who have declared these uh, certain uh, cities and counties to be sanctuary cities for the Second Amendment. They would need to uh, declare themselves uh, out of Virginia and then under the protection and uh, government of the state of West Virginia. I mean, they could certainly try it, but and, and I know it sounds belligerent. And I know this isn't. I know this isn't really going to happen right now. My yeah, point though is, every time they ratchet it up, we get more creative on what people are willing to do. And at some point, one of these things will become real. Will become by force. Will become by we're going to make a valiant stand. And I don't want to see violence, but I do see that this is not going away. It's ratcheting up. And every time these things that seem like a joke today won't be a joke tomorrow. Well, see, that's what that reporter told me yesterday. And she says, well, don't you think calling the governor criminal and, and all this talk about every, all the militias coming and uh, people coming with guns? And I said, who has caused this? I said, you, I said look at all the shootings and killings in this country where it's really been bad. I, I, so I brought up Kent State University. I brought up Waco. I brought up uh, uh, Ruby Ridge, obviously. And so, uh, and she actually knew about those, and she agreed. And she, and then I said, what about others? I said, what about uh, the genocide that we committed against the Native Americans? And I said, would a friend, historic, looking at the history of America, would your friend? try to disarm you and tell you that you're going to be safer if you do. While they're arming to the teeth the rest of the world, let's be clear. Well, of course. And, and I said, these are law-abiding citizens who ha are now having their rights destroyed by a person and a legislature who have promised in God's name that they would defend and protect and preserve your God-given rights. And they're doing just the opposite. And now you want to blame the people who are being abused for calling their uh, abusers a criminal. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, don't worry. It's getting too hot. Uh, 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 wow. It's getting too hot, Sheriff. I know it is. And the governor should pull back.
And I said, but he won't. What do you tell him to do? I said, first, what if he just declares martial law? Should apologize for this, and then he should say, "Look, I want to work with both sides. I want to work with the sheriffs. I want to work with the militia groups or whoever, and both sides of the aisle to address." gun violence in our state. All right, what if they take it to the streets and then he just declares martial law in the city? Well, he might, you know, but I, I certainly hope he doesn't, and I hope and, and I hope that the people going there, but you never know what Antifa's going to do. I that heard that. militias and uh, Oath Keepers and Gun Owners of America be calling for cal- calmer heads. Yeah, now and some are saying the governor's working with Antifa. Yeah, well, I'm sure he is. Well, then somebody's got to arrest that guy. Yeah. Hey, man, we just can't be having the governor of a state working with Antifa, a well-known violent terrorist group that literally went out of control belligerent in Charlottesville. And now they're fixing to do it again in cahoots with the supreme governor of the the state? But you you still have to have the investigation before the arrest. And you can't. Wait, you do? Can't you just arrest and then investigate? That's what they did to Ammon Bundy, buddy. Well, That's what President Trump wanted to do on those guys. Uh, but uh, the Daily Caller is reporting that Antifa is working with the pro-gun protesters. Um, uh, there's, uh, I guess, a group of Antifa guys. They call them the uh, Antifa Seven Hills, um, and uh, they they don't want to have their guns taken away. And uh, so they're yeah, how they get to be violence if part of that rally. Now. Hey, by the way, can a woman beat the Donald, Sheriff? I don't know. Uh, I've got to call in to Bernie Sanders and try to ask him if he thinks so. All right. <clears throat> don't worry, though. Sean Hannity is going to get to the bottom of all this, man. Sean Hannity announced that he's going to launch a bombshell book um, book called Profiles in Corruption. Just so you know, we're talking about, uh, hey, we got to prevent a civil war. we got to stand down. we got to back up. And he's going, hey, man, do you know that there's books that document corruption? <laughs> oh yeah well uh, again you point out that we're ignoring murder of Jeff Epstein and yeah. we're ignoring all these but don't worry you're from Arizona aren't you Sheriff you betcha alright well you Arizonans are a trip let me tell you why Arizona State University has got a professor down there and he's a free open a free speech professor guy and he says you gotta shut down Donald Trump's Twitter account to stop hate speech. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be uh, too proud to be from Arizona there with that guy around. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> now, by the way, well, six got killed in China professors. because of a sinkhole, and it swallowed the bus and the pedestrians over there in China, so at least we're not getting sunk by uh, sinkholes. That's good news. And the Philippines, Duterte, or Duterte, is like I like to joke and calm. He said he's going to pee on that dang volcano, so get a load of that. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? 
let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Kosher Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start meaning it. It's fun. NKC, not kosher certified. Now, to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name, and that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News that networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. So President Donald Trump replaces NAFTA with NADA. That's right. They're calling it the new North American Trade Agreement. <laughs> the Senate and the House both approve new North American Trade Agreement. North American Trade Agreement. That's where I'm getting NADA from. Uh, but they, they really call it the USMCA Trade Agreement. The Senate vote was 89 to 10. Uh, the USMCA passed the House about a month ago, 385-41. Out with NAFTA, in with USDA, says the White House. I find this fascinating. I think it's disaster for America. I think it's a sovereignty-breaching agreement, to say the least. And I'm very, very, very concerned. But I look at who voted against it, and you got one independent. You got one Democrat or uh, one Republican. And you got eight Democrats voting against it. Senators Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker vote no. Everybody else vote yes, including Rand Paul and Mike Lee. What a shame, shame, shame. What do you say to this, Sheriff? Well, uh, more politics and partisanship instead of uh, people doing what's best for the country. And, uh, and, and I... According to what we've talked about today, I'd also put that kind of on the meaningless uh, or less important. Except that gives our sovereignty over to a global body, which eventually means the United Nations will be marching the streets, helping Antifa and the governor violate your rights, my friend. Well, yeah, and and you already know how I feel about the United Nations. And, in fact, that's the other rumor that the right or somebody has put out. I don't know who put it out, but that the U.N. is in Virginia ready to help confiscate guns. Right now it's not true. No, it's not. And uh, I think that pro- I, I think if there's anything that would have got Trump off his uh, Oval Office chair, it probably would have been that. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, and, and I don't know what the NRA is doing either. 
to be quite honest. Well, last we heard, the NRA brought in 30-round magazines as a big old emergency uh, effort to say before they're banned, we've got to bring a ton of them into uh, Virginia. That's what the NRA just did. Uh, and why is that? What, I told I you they don't want those magazines banned, so the more you get in the state before they're banned, the better, right? <laughs> okay. I guess so. Again, uh, very inflammatory, though. Because all it's going to do is ratchet up the concern and the paranoia and the extremism and everything else. That's my take on it. But the U.S. Uh, MCA, it, we're just waiting for the Donald to sign it. But I say it's a it's a sovereignty busting agreement. Uh, that's probably the biggest reason the president ought to be impeached right now. Uh, former presidents should be impeached over this too. What do you say to this, Kurt? I'm against the the USDA or Na- NAFTA becoming NADA. NAFTA becoming the USMCA, you mean? Well, NADA um, because it's the North American Trade Agreement, and that, so they're calling it USMCA, but others call it NADA. North oh, American yeah, Trade Agreement, that. NADA. Um, you know, uh, that's my big question is um, if you compare the USMCA to NAFTA, which is, you know, what uh, what we had. Yeah, um, have you compared them? I'm, well, I get think that it's done, thousands Kurt. of pages. I know, and, no problem. But um, uh, you know, I I'm reading this headline from Breitbart says uh, USMCA another Trump promise kept a trade victory for America. Alfredo Ortiz, um, you know, he writes at Fox Business. He says that the uh, bipartisan Senate passage of the USMCA trade deal is not only a victory for the country but in particular for small business job creators. Um, says it will create 176,000. Uh, he's a Breitbart yeah. writer. Now, New uh, American says it's and disaster it's, and it's sovereignty busting. So it's hard to say and it's hard to compare the two. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it says uh, USMCA will create 176,000 new jobs and increase GDP by $68 billion. Those are all, you know, of course, guesses. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting just to see, uh, you know, where you look and what you find. And, and uh, you know, as to, hey, is NAFTA better than the USMCA? I mean, I don't know. Did, did they address that in the New American article? I thought NAFTA was a pretty lousy deal. Well, and I don't know that you compare them either. I just say neither of them are great deals, and the president should be involved in neither um, foreign entanglements, uh, in my opinion. So I don't know if it's a debate of how low we can go or whatever, but it's kind of an interesting uh, twist there. Now, there's an interesting final story here to brief you guys on. Uh, let's see here. Where is this thing? Um, let's see here. Wow. Boston Associated Press, a computer security expert, says that he found that an election server in Georgia, central to the legal battle about vote fraud, they call it the integrity of the Georgia elections, just so you know. Well, he found out that server showed signs of tampering. That make you feel better, Sheriff? Showed signs of tampering, huh? Yes, sir. Wow. There's a headline for you. Now, what does signs of tampering mean? Can you interpret that for an ignoramus like me, sir? <laughs> well, somebody got in and hacked the computer? Yeah, but that means vote fraud, and you can't rely on the elections at all. Well, even Barack Obama has said both sides uh, uh, tamper with elections, and 
computer voting and testing. Yeah, but Donald said there was, like, possible election fraud, and they just said, you don't even know what you're talking about. Why hasn't he called for a war, uh, a different way to vote. Well, he put together a, uh, a crack team to look at vote fraud, and then the team got shut down. Remember that? Oh, yeah, of course. So now what, Kurt? Well, uh, you know, vote early, vote often. You know, I guess that's the motto, huh? Sure is amazing when we uh, think of the, the way that we change power in America, and it's supposed to be uh, at the ballot box, and yet, um, you know, we don't really go after getting real integrity there, do we? Heard that. Well, let's go to Rutgers University, then. This ought to make you feel better, huh, Kurt? Mm, I was going to ask you, there's a couple more Virginia things real quick. Uh, About Rutgers? You know, that I thought... Well, no. Rutgers in Virginia? Uh, no, oh. th- but this yeah. is the, you know, gun thing that yeah. I thought might be useful with the sheriff on here. Uh, there's a county there, I guess they call it um, Prince William County. I don't know exactly where it sits, if it's right in where the governor is or whatever, but they say the supervisors there have pulled a resolution in support of more firearms laws after county residents flooded their board meeting uh, with opposition to gun control. Um, and, uh, you know, anyway, they... So what does that mean? Who's on. who in this now? I'm confused. Well... So Prince William County supervisors uh, had put a, it says they pulled a resolution in support of more firearms laws. So they had a resolution to take away your guns, and the citizens revolted and said, hey, man, get rid of that, and they did. Yep. So So it's a start, but it's a defensive battle. So they almost uh, hammered a three-pointer, and some dude jumped up and swatted that sucker out of the net there. Yeah. Sheriff? That's right. Then you've got... uh, Illegal alien from Canada allegedly planned attack at Virginia gun. Yeah, him and a couple of his buddies are all three white supremacists going down there. See, that's why they're saying at Charlottesville, you got Antifa and white supremacists converging on Virginia now, they claim, right? Yeah, that's right. Good. I didn't know if you had seen that one for sure. Yeah, there's just too many stories. But yeah, what do you say to that, Sheriff? Are you going to be Antifa or a white supremacist when you head to Virginia? That was the first thing the uh, reporter said to me, is that you have all these white... uh, Separatist, supreme. I think she said supremacist. Uh, su- su- how do you say that word? Supremacists. Supremacists. Yeah. Okay. So she, that's the first thing she said to me, and I said, "Hey, well, if you're going to be a white supremacist, said, you better learn how to say the word, buddy." Somebody on the right, they call them a racist. I said, "Why? Why don't we just call them who they are and quit making up titles like that?" So she and I had to get past that. By the way, isn't that inflammatory for her to say that kind of stuff? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so you can't be saying that the governor's a criminal, but she can say that but there's white supremacists running around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Man. Yeah. All right, I just want to make sure we're not you know, being too inflammatory or anything like that. Well, you don't want to, no. <laughs> but, Kurt, your stories are important stories. Don't misunderstand me. You know, They're really trying to set this up to be a Charlottesville. And I believe in Charlottesville and, in this case, the government is in bed with the criminals to ratchet this up and create violence in the streets so they can crack down harder. I know it sounds like a massive conspiracy theory, but when you see what happened in Charlottesville and only the conservatives, the people who want to defend the statues and those kind of people uh, are in prison, all the other thugs on the other side are running around free, ready to turn over cop cars and engage in the next uh, acts of insurrection, right? Right. 
What do you say, Sheriff? Well, yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, we've all got to get more involved in this process. And, in fact, that's something we're working on in class right now, that uh, the quote from uh, Franklin that says, a republic, if you, if you can keep it. And then Jefferson, uh, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. Sam, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go a step further on this. I blame us. I blame you. And me. I hear you. Sam Bushman needs to get more involved, huh, Kurt? It's, it's, no, it's all of us. It's, it's absolutely all of us, Sam. We have not been vigilant. I got a question. How can I be more vigilant, Sheriff? What would you no, recommend I do? About, I'm talking about you and me and the, the people of the, of the country. Right. I agree with this. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying you haven't done enough. I'm not, and, and I feel like I've done more than the average citizen. Yeah, the three of us here, though, I don't know that it applies to. But, but your point's well point. taken across the nation for sure. But but I will say this: none of us have done much to stop abortion. None of us. I've done all that I can. No, that's not true. I think so. What do you, you say? I can do more. Taxes to the people who who use your money, and I still do too. And I feel really hypocritical about. I don't. I've called them and done my very best to have them on the radio and discuss these issues. No, but but Sam, we've as a people have got to do more. And I agree, Baldwin, and all of us. He wrote the article just talking about this. We allow our politicians to use our money to fund abortion, and I do. And I could stop doing that tomorrow. I could. How? Stop paying my taxes to this corrupt. Yeah, then they'll just yep. steal all you have, toss you in the clink, and take away your house, and you can hang out with Ken Cromar. Yeah, that's right. I know the that ought to help the cause, don't you think, Kurt? Well, you know, there's still room in jail and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, because there's Ammon's spot you can take. Yeah. Well, Epstein's spot that was in there, <laughs> good you know, point. Yeah, you can join Epstein's. You can take Epstein's spot. They won't but have video, so you're okay. We need to do more if if that's where we believe. And and Sam, I'm talking to me. As much, as, uh, but I'm talking to the American people, and I'm talking to Chuck Baldwin. We we want to blame Trump. We want to blame the politicians. We want to blame the corruption of Washington D.C. We've got to do more. We're the ones in charge. A republic, if we can keep it, not if not if Washington D.C. can, but if we, the people, allow these things to occur, it's on us. As a whole, I have to agree with your point. Sheriff, and you're spot on. And I think the sad part about it is that as long as we have bread and circus, now blood and circus, and reality TV and such, I don't know that folks are going to move out their game much as long as their food and their beer and their TV just keep a rolling. There you and, go. Uh, you know, so uh, we're going to suffer a lot more before it gets better, I'm sad to say. And I pray for peace. I reject violence. I stand with the Prince of Peace. And I hope that I'm doing all I can. But I agree I need to do more. What more do I need to do? i got to figure that out. Uh, but your point's well taken. We all got to work harder. Kurt, maybe we just need to go through five hours a day, buddy, on your radio. You know? All right. We got to do more. We got to find cash. We got to get involved. We got to organize. We got to stand. We got to make a valiant stand. The sheriff's right on that score. Thank you, good Sheriff Richard Mack. God save the republic. <laughs>